0: Assalamu and welcome to episode 20 of Soul Food titled, Good Loan. In this episode, we're going to cover the benefit of giving someone a loan. We'll talk about seeking a livelihood in order to take care of others. And finally, we'll talk about the reward for forgiving a debt. And we're continuing this book by Imam Abdul Wahhab al-Sha'rani. May Allah have mercy on him titled Divine Lights of the Prophetic Way. And this book really helps us understand how following the sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu wasallam fills our hearts with divine lights of faith and certitude and nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Imam al Sharani tells us of another devotional act related to money. And that is giving someone a loan when they're in need, giving them a monetary loan. And this is really important because in today's world, we often take loans from banks and lending agencies. But it's so much better to have a culture of looking out for one another and giving people halal loans that don't have any interest. And doing so, is the sign of a healthy Muslim community. This is something that we need to revive, even at a small level, and then inshallah we grow from there. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He mentions the good loan in many verses of the Qur'an. One of which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Man hasana, lahu wa lahu Who is it? that will lend to Allah a good loan, which Allah will multiply many times over for them, and they will have an honorable reward. And that honorable reward, according to the Mufassirin, is paradise itself. But look at the verse. Isn't it amazing that Allah says, who will lend a good loan to Allah? He doesn't say for Allah, he says to Allah. But you might ask, aren't you giving the loan to someone who's in need? You're giving it to another person. But Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala is saying that when you do that, when you give for his sake, when you help another person, it's as if you've given it directly to him Jalla Jalalu. And Allah is the most generous. Any good that you do for his sake, he will reward you in ways that far exceed the act that you did. And when this verse was revealed, one of the companions, whose name was Abu Dahdah, he asked the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, oh, Messenger of Allah, Allah is asking for a loan when he is completely free of need. And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, yes, he wants to enter you into paradise by way of it. So Abu Dahdah Radiallahu Anhu he says, if I give my Lord a good loan, will he guarantee that both I and my children, my family enter paradise? And the Prophet wasallam said, yes. So then Abu Dahdah, he said to the Prophet, give me your hand. And he took the Prophet's hand and he said, I have two gardens and they're all that I own. And I give them as a good loan to Allah taala." And the Prophet alaihi said, who was sent as a mercy to the worlds and who was the best teacher. He said to him, give one of the gardens to Allah and leave the other as a source of livelihood for you and your children. So then Abu Dahdah said, I want you to bear witness, O Messenger of Allah, that I give the better of the two gardens to Allah. And that garden that I'm giving has 600 palm trees. And, you know, palm trees produce dates and fruit. And it's a sign that it's actually a very large garden. And the Prophet ﷺ said, Then Allah will grant you paradise. This wasn't alone in the sense of him expecting it to be given back to him. It's not alone in the technical sense that we're talking about. But this story from the Sahaba and the Prophet ﷺ contains a lesson in that when you give something for the sake of Allah, whether it's charity or whether it's a loan, you have to know and have certainty in your heart that he will give you the best reward in return. This brings us to the next point, seeking a livelihood to take care of others. Imam al he mentions several scholars of spiritual realization, people who are detached from the world, people of ibadah, of worship, and remembrance of Allah, who later in life, they began to seek an income. They began to work and seek an income. And some people were surprised. And they criticized them. And they said, oh, you know, after all of those years where they were devoted to Allah, they now, in their old age, have fallen in love with the world. But the reason that they were working and seeking an income wasn't because they were in love with the world, but because they wanted the honor and sweetness of being addressed directly by Allah Jalla Jalalu. When Allah says, who will give a good loan to Allah in the ayah, they wanted to say, oh Allah, let me be one of those people. I want to be one of the people whom you are speaking to so that I can attain that honor and the sweetness of being addressed by you. So they worked and they sought an income just so they could give that money to others, that they could have money to spend on others in both the form of charity and as also giving people a loan when they ask for a loan. And I know a lot of people who, in my own life, who claim that they want to get a good job. And this is something in more affluent parts of Muslim communities in the West. So we want to get a good job and make a lot of money so that one day I can give back to the community. And we have Masajid that are multi-million-dollar buildings. We have that, but you see people start to become very comfortable in the wealthy lifestyle And once it creeps into a person's heart, it's hard to live up to that promise. It's hard to let go. So you have to be careful. You should seek wealth and a livelihood and an income so that you can spend it on others. But you have to be careful from making that intention and having that goal in mind and then deviating from the course once you have it. So... Do the best that you can and give of what you can. And there's a great reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in having that independence, taking care of yourself, taking care of your family, taking care of people in need, giving to various causes, orphans and people who are have a lack of food and people who are going through difficulties and insecurity and war and so forth, being able to contribute to that is a beautiful thing. And there is a great reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in doing so. And we covered the hadith previously in which the Prophet wasallam said, the upper hand is better than the lower hand. In other words, the giving hand is better than the one taking So we should strive to be people who are giving to others. And that can also come in the form of loans as well. This brings us to the final point, the reward for forgiving a debt. Scholars say that the reward you receive for a particular action is similar to the act itself. Al-jaza'u min jins al-amal. It's similar to the saying, What goes around comes around. And when what you're doing is good, then the reward and the consequence is good. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us from ever engaging in harmful and evil things. But the same principle applies there as well. May Allah protect us. So when someone asks you for a loan, they're obviously in a difficult position. Nobody's going to go ask for a loan unless they're in dire need or that it's something significant. And in some cases, because they don't have money to begin with, they might struggle to pay back the loan. And with the changes in the economy and the changes in people get fired and all of these things can happen in life, they might struggle. Islam teaches us that if you forgive the loan, your debts with Allah, in other words, the sins that we have, your debts with Allah are also forgiven. The Prophet ﷺ said in a hadith narrated by Imam Muslim, Man an Allah min yawm aw Whoever would be pleased with Allah saving him from the calamities of the day of resurrection let him delay the debt one owes him or let him relieve it altogether. In other words, to forgive the debt. To be easygoing and letting that person pay you back. So let's say you have a deadline. You say, don't worry about it. Pay me back when you're able to. Or you say, you know what? You don't have to pay me back. I forgive the debt. That Allah will save that person from the calamities of the day of resurrection. The Prophet ﷺ also tells us in a hadith of a man who never did anything good. He didn't do any acts of worship or anything like that. So when he died, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asked him, Have you ever done any good? And the man says, No. Except I used to lend people money. And I when I would send the man who worked for me to go collect the money, I would say to him, take what's easy for them to give. In other words, if people are able to give, take from them. But whatever is difficult for them to pay back, let it go. And overlook their inability to pay it back in hopes that Allah overlooks our faults. That's what he would say to the man who worked for him. If they're not able to pay us back, overlook it, and we have hope, inshallah, that Allah will overlook our faults. And when he says that to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah replies and says, I have pardoned you. I overlook your faults and have pardoned you. There's so much beauty and mercy in the way of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Imagine how society would thrive if we really tried to help people overcome their financial difficulties. But instead, you see, big banks and lending agencies, they're profiting off of people's inability to pay them back. And we know, alhamdulillah, in our religion, that riba, that usury and interest, it's a major sin. And we ask Allah to protect us, and it causes more harm and more damage in people's lives. It makes the rich richer and the poor poorer. But look at the sunnah of the Prophet wasallam to actually help people get out of difficult situations and to support them in their time of need. And that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala overlooks and forgives your sins and your mistakes when you do that for other people. That everyone would benefit and everyone would thrive if we live that way. So that brings us finally to the call to action. If you've given someone something, anything, whether it's money or clothes or a pen or a book, whatever it may be, and they haven't given it back or they've lost it, and you might be waiting for them or holding it in your heart, absolve them of ever having to return it. Absolve them of ever having to return it. Say, it's for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's a good loan. And I forgive you of it in hopes that Allah will forgive me. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us keys that open doors of goodness, that Allah makes us reflections of the prophetic light and beauty and mercy and wisdom and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala restores goodness to our societies and to our lands. Ya arhamar Rahimin, wa sallallahu ta'ala ala sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Thank you for listening to Soul Food. To subscribe to the show, visit soulfood.fm or search for Soul Food in your favorite podcast player. And while you're there, take a minute to leave us a rating and a review. It helps more people discover the show.